0: Thank you for so enthusiastically singing that song. I invite you to open your Bibles, if you will, to the very beginning, back to Genesis chapter 2, where we will be reading together in just a few moments. Hope that you've had a good afternoon. I appreciate you being here this evening. I appreciate so many of you going on a journey with me and with our vacation Bible school teachers here over the course of the last several weeks Last couple of years we have, after our vacation Bible school, of course there is so much work that goes into teaching, let's say two years old all the way through about sixth grade, and we're thankful for our teachers and decorators and planners and coordinators that put so much work into those few days, but if we have done our job well in early to mid-June, then there were very great things to have learned. And the last couple of years, our adult speaker throughout our Vacation Bible School has taken us in a direction maybe a little more in line with our whole congregational theme, but last couple of years we've swung back you've allowed me to swing back with you here in the auditorium and just walk through some of those core principles that our children and our grandchildren had a little bit of a a head start with and so thank you for going on this post vbs journey with me on the trees of the bible and We have offered at the beginning of each one of those that if you can see the trees and understand the trees from a tree in a garden to a tree on a hill of death to a tree in the middle of a heavenly city, if you can understand the message of those trees, then you are well on your way to understanding what this big book that we call the Bible is is all about. Every great story has an ending, and that is where we're going to be this evening, but we've got three basic headings. Maybe you're following along on a note card, and you can see those really three different lanes that we want to look at this evening. Number one, remembering what was lost. Number two, the revelation of what can be. And number three, the wisdom that we need to get there. Number one, remembering what was lost. We spent a good amount of time in the Garden of Eden several weeks ago, but we intentionally stayed away from really what was lost there in Genesis 3. In order to see it clearly, we've got to start in Genesis 2, verses 8 and 9. Let me remind you how the Lord God planted a garden in Eden in the east, and there He put the man whom He had formed, and out of the ground the Lord God made to spring up every tree. We spent a little bit of time talking about how this is a marker nearly from the very beginning of what a A gracious provider, our Creator is. He made some trees that are good for food, but He made some that are just pleasant to the sight. Beautiful to look at. There in the midst of the garden, right there in the middle, was the tree of life and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil god tells adam in genesis chapter 2 and verse 15 as he puts him here in that garden to work and to keep it you may surely eat genesis 2:16 of Every tree of the garden. But of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat. For in the day that you eat of it you shall surely die. Spend a good amount of time looking at the latter part of that verse. Could I draw your attention here at the end of our journey to the very end of verse 16. You may surely eat of every tree of the garden. Wouldn't that include the tree of life? No prohibition there in Genesis 2 to stay away from that tree of life. Don't go near that tree of life. Don't, don't touch that tree of life. No, that there's a prohibition We learned at the beginning of our study that a a part of life in this garden was a prohibition to stay away. You shall not eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. But no such prohibition about that tree of life. Of every tree in the garden you may eat except for one. And we noticed there in the beginning of our little series that we've got documented for us a battleground that continues to be my battleground and your battleground. However, many thousands of years later we described it, it really is described throughout Scripture as the battleground of desire. What's my food? We know what the food of the Son of God was to do the will of His Father in heaven. We we know that God provides for the physical appetites of Adam and Eve, but at a much deeper level, the level of the heart, Eve and and Adam after her is faced with that fundamental question. What do I crave most? What What do I want most? God has given us all of these trees in the garden, including the tree of life, and encouraged us to eat from any one of them. But when the one that is out of bounds, my attention is drawn to it, I see that it is desirable, sure does look like the, the fruit of that tree would taste good. And, and if what I'm being told by this crafty serpent is true, it, it certainly sounds as if it is desirable to make one wise. What do I want most? And we know the choices that were made you look there, perhaps on the next page of your Bible, Genesis chapter 3, after that fateful choice has been made in Genesis three twenty two, the Lord God said, behold, the man has become like one of us in knowing good and evil. Maybe we don't often think about it, but in that instance, the serpent was telling the truth. You'll be like God. Eve and Adam partake of that fruit and, and they come to become like God in knowing good and evil. Now God says, lest He reach out His hand and take also of the tree of life and eat and live forever. What does God know in this moment? What does he know about now man and woman and this knowledge that they have? I'd suggest to you, if we listen carefully to what he's saying, he's communicating that living forever in this state, in this fallen state on this cursed earth that's is never going to be the same. It's going to be bad to be separated from the tree of life. But to live forever in this fallen state on this cursed earth would have been worse than separation from the tree of life. It is as if God is saying, listen, living in this condition, human beings must not share in immortality. Exposing them to physical death is the only way to save them from spiritual death. Only by dying physically will they be able to partake of my power over death. And so I'm going to put the creation in bondage I'm going to make this creation, this very good creation that I've blessed them with, I'm going to make it to groan. And I'm going to expose mankind to physical death in order to preserve them from eternal death. From the very beginning, God has a plan for mankind's own good. He sends him out of the Garden of Eden to work the ground from which he was taken. He drives out the man and at the east of the Garden of Eden he places the cherubim and a flaming sword that turns every way to guard what? The way to what? The tree of life. Remembering what was lost. Number one. Adam, Eve, their descendants, they all lose access to the tree of life. They are all, from this point forward, including you, including me, going to experience physical death. He sends them out, but with a promise. And it's even wrapped up within His pronouncement of judgment on that serpent. We hear it in Genesis 3 and verse 15 where God says to the tempter, I will put enmity between you and the woman and between your offspring and her offspring. That offspring of the woman who will eventually come is going to bruise your head. You tempting snake. You'll be able eventually to bruise His heel. You've wreaked havoc in this garden. And humanity is not going to have access to this tree of life for the rest of their time on this earth. But this is not the end of the story. And so go with me if you will to the other end of the story. We'll be on the last couple of pages of your Bible. Let's make a brief stop in Revelation chapter 2. Number 1, remembering what was lost. Access to the tree of life. Number 2, the revelation of what can be. With Very little exception. And we'll notice those exceptions before we're done tonight. It is not until the very last book of the Bible that we ever even read about this tree of life again. In God's great book. I mean, as Adam and Eve are taken out of this garden, life gets Life does not get easier for their descendants, and their descendants, there is murder, there is deception, there is pride, all sorts of rivalry and bitterness. It is as if humanity planted in a beautiful, bountiful garden is cut down. God has a chosen people, the Israelites, and we spent considerable time in this series noticing how that family line, in many ways, it is described in the prophets as a tree from which a whole lot of good things could come, but because even Israel didn't listen to God, they get cut down. By the time of the prophets, it is as if these great descendants of Abraham are a hollowed out, cut down stump. What sort of hope could possibly come from human beings who are so hopeless? Well, it's got to come from beyond us. And so we listened to the prophet Isaiah describing that from the dead, cut down stump of Israel would would grow a shoot, a a living branch, something living coming out of something that is dead. And that branch would eventually grow into what we described as a good news tree, the sword of Tree that would start very, very small, but grow and extend itself and endure. And though empire after empire, Egyptians and Assyrians and Babylonians and Romans come and go. And and we go in many ways and look at the, the dead stumps, if you will, of those empires. This tree is alive and well this evening. This tree is flourishing all over this world. And if this world lasts one more day, if it lasts one more moment, if it lasts a thousand years or ten thousand years, this tree is only going to continue to endure and flourish. But it's not until the last book of the Bible... That we are shown again, reminded of what we lost. Roger took us to some of Jesus' communication to the church in Ephesus this morning. Look at Revelation chapter 2 and verse 7. Where he speaks to this church that had abandoned the love they had at first. And we heard Roger draw out that you need to remember. Remember the works you did at first. And you need to repent. And you need to repeat what God taught you from the very beginning. Go back to the fundamentals. In verse 7, this is how he concludes his message to the saints in Ephesus. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. I want you to notice, with little exception, we have not read this phrase since Genesis chapter 3. To the one who conquers, I will grant to eat of The tree of life. I, Jesus says, I will grant the right. I who am not only the fruit of David's royal line, but as we noticed a couple of weeks ago, the very root of David's royal line. I am the once and future king of the Old Testament. I I, I am the one who has always been the king. I am the one who your prophet said was going to be the king. I am the king of all kings. I am the Lord of all lords. I have the keys of death and Hades. Could I encourage you to read this language with us this week? Pick up a daily Bible reading calendar. This is exactly where we are in Revelation. You you want to have glorious things brought to your attention this week. Read with us Revelation 4, Revelation 5 and beyond. Because it's all revolving around, listen, remember what was lost. But allow me to show you what can be found, regained in me. To the one who conquers, I will grant to eat of the tree of life. Where is it? It's in the paradise of God. Where's that? Roger also took us this morning to Hebrews chapter 11, and, and he reminded us of how some of these men and women, they had to do hard things. They had to make great self-sacrifices, and the writer of Hebrews 11 summarizes it like these all died in faith. Hebrews eleven thirteen, not having received the things promised, but having seen them and greeted them from afar, and having acknowledged that they were strangers and exiles on the the earth. For people who speak thus make it clear that they are seeking a homeland. You see, Abraham and Sarah and Isaac and Jacob and so many after them were looking for more than just dirt on which to settle. He makes it clear in verse 15, if they'd been thinking of that land from which they had gone out, they would have had opportunity to return. But as it is, you want to know what drove these men and women of faith. What what causes them to endure, even in the most difficult and uncertain of times. Here it is. They desire a better country. That is a heavenly one. Therefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God. Listen this evening. These people lived a long time ago. But your Creator did not look at them and say, well, bless their hearts, they're doing their best, but they, they just don't get it. I'm going to have to wait until some more intelligent, more wise, more advanced, more sophisticated human beings come along and, and once they figure it out, then I'll have something to work with. No, what did God have to work with? Men and women who trusted God and obeyed Him. Trust and obey. We've seen over and over again in this series. Here were men and women, far from perfect, but men and women who trusted and obeyed. And when God looks at them, He says, I'm not ashamed to be called their God I am preparing a city for them. We hear Jesus in Revelation chapter 2 saying, There is the tree of life in the paradise of God. We hear the writer of Hebrews in Hebrews 11 saying, God has prepared a city for His people who trust And obey Him. And so before we wrap this series up, would you go with me to Revelation 21 and 22? We won't have it on the screen behind me. I would love it if you would open your Bible and read about this city with me. You read with us the last book of the Bible this month with our daily Bible reading schedule. Listen, there's some challenging stuff between Revelation 2 and Revelation 22. But if you look for the trees you're well on your way to understanding what it's all about. A tree in the midst of a heavenly city. Begin reading with me in Revelation 21 verse 1. Then I saw, John says, a new heaven and a new earth for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away and the sea was no more. And I saw, I was shown the holy city. New Jerusalem coming down out of heaven from God. Prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Behold. The dwelling place of God is with man. He will dwell with them and they will be His people. And God Himself will be their God. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes and death shall be no more. Neither shall there be mourning nor crying nor pain anymore for the former things. The things that came as a result of sin in a garden will one day in God's city be former things that he has made to pass away. Verse 5, John tells us, He who was seated on the throne said, Behold, I am making all things new. Also, he said, write this down, for these words are trustworthy and true. And he said to me, It is done. What God is doing from Genesis 3 all the way to Revelation 21, it is Done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. To the thirsty I will give from the springs of the water of life without payment. The one who conquers will have this heritage. And I will be his God and he will be my son. But as for the cowardly, the faithless, the detestable, as for murderers, the sexually immoral, sorcerers, idolaters, and all liars, their portion will be in the lake that burns with fire and sulfur, which is the second death. Then came one of the seven angels who had the seven bowls full of the seven last plagues then spoke to me saying, Come, I will show you the bride, the wife of the Lamb. And he carried me away in the Spirit to a great high mountain and showed me the holy city, Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, having the glory of God, its radiance like a most rare jewel, like a jasper clear as crystal. It had a great high wall with twelve gates and at the gates twelve angels. Its length the same as its width. And he measured the city with his rod. 12,000 stadia. Its length and width and height are equal. He also measured its wall. 144 cubits by human measurement, which is also an angel's measurement. The wall was built of jasper, while the city was pure gold, like clear glass. The foundations of the wall of the city were adorned with every kind of jewel. The first was jasper, the second, sapphire, the third, agate, the fourth, emerald, the fifth, onyx, the sixth, carnelian, the seventh, chrysolite, the eighth, beryl, the ninth, topaz, the tenth, chrysoprase, the eleventh, jacinth, the twelfth, amethyst, and the twelve gates were twelve pearls, each of the gates made of a single pearl. And the street of the city was pure gold, like transparent glass. And I saw no temple in the city. For its temple is the Lord God, the Almighty, and the Lamb. And the city has no need of sun or moon, to shine on it. For the glory of God gives it light, and its lamp is the Lamb. By its light will the nations walk, and the kings of the earth will bring their glory into it, and its gates will never be shut by day, and there will be no night there. They will bring into it the glory and honor of the nations, but nothing unclean will ever enter it nor anyone who does what is detestable or false, but only those who are written in the Lamb's book of life. Then the angel showed me the river of the water of life, bright as crystal, flowing from the throne of God and of the Lamb, through the middle of the street of the city, also on either side of the river. tree of life with its twelve kinds of fruit yielding its fruit each month the leaves of the tree were for the healing of the nations no longer listen God's book ends with a call to trust Trust me. Trust that submitting to me, following me, sacrificing for me is going to be worth it. Verse 3, No longer will there be anything accursed, but the throne of God and of the Lamb will be in it, and His servants will worship Him. They will see His face, and His name will be on their foreheads, and night will be no more. They will need no lamp of light or sun, for the Lord God will be their light and they will reign forever and ever remember what was lost before the book is done let me reveal what can be regained trust me whatever happens on this earth trust me And in order to be ready, when the King of kings comes, you've got to obey Him. Verse 6, He said to me, these words are trustworthy and true. And the Lord, the God of the spirits of the prophets, has sent His angel to show His servants what must soon take place. Behold, I am coming soon. Blessed is the one who keeps the words of the prophecy of this book. I, John, am the one who heard and saw these things. And when I heard them and saw them, I fell down to worship at the feet of the angel who showed them to me. But he said to me, You must not do that. I am a fellow servant with you and your brothers, the prophets, and with those who keep the words of this book. Worship God. And he said to me, do not seal up the words of this prophecy of this book, for the time is near. Let the evil doer still do evil, and the filthy be filthy, and the righteous still do right, and the holy still be holy. Behold, I am coming soon, bringing my recompense with me, to repay each one for what he has done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the first and the last, the beginning and the end. Listen to verse 14. Blessed are those who wash their robes so that they may have the right to the tree of life, and that they may enter the city by its gates. Outside are the dogs and the sorcerers, the sexually immoral murderers, idolaters, everyone who loves and practices falsehood. I, Jesus, have sent my angel to testify to you about these things for the churches. I am the root and the descendant of David, the bright morning star. The Spirit and the Bride. Say, come. And let the one who hears say, come. And let the one who is thirsty, come. Let the one who desires take the water of life without price. I warn everyone who hears the words of the prophecy of this book. If anyone adds to them, God will add to him the plagues described in this book. And if anyone takes away from the words of the book of this prophecy, God will take away his share. In the tree of life. And in the holy city which are described in this book. He who testifies to these things says, Surely I am coming soon. Amen. Come, Lord Jesus. The grace of the Lord Jesus be with all. And the greatest story ever told comes to its conclusion with amen. Would you go with me very quickly to the book of Proverbs chapter 3? A reminder of what was lost, the revelation of what can be, and the wisdom we need to get there. I told you, with very little exception, we don't even read the phrase, the tree of life, after Genesis 3, until the last page of our Bibles. Ladies and gentlemen, I would suggest to you it is no accident that in Proverbs chapter 3, this is the sort of thing the wisest man, human being, who ever walked among us, saved the Son of God. This is the way he talks. Look at Proverbs chapter 3 and verse 5. You want this entire series boiled down into just a couple of words? Proverbs 3:5. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. And do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge Him, and He will make straight your paths. Be not wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord. Turn away from evil. In that very context, for the first time since Genesis 3, look at Proverbs 3 verse 18. She is a tree... Wisdom is a tree of life to those who lay hold of her. Those who hold her fast are called blessed. Ladies and gentlemen, the closest we can get, you and I can get to the tree of life on this side of death. Here it is. Trust. And obey. You trust. You obey. You trust not in your own wisdom. But in the wisdom of God. And it is as if you are reaching through the veil. Coming in contact with a tree of life. In fact Solomon draws our attention to it a couple of times. Proverbs chapter 11, verse 30. You trust in the Lord with all your heart. You don't lean on your own understanding. You know what? You're going you're to be like a tree that bears fruit. And the fruit of the righteous, Proverbs eleven thirty. verse that's, that's a tree of life. That's dead in sin, coming to life again because that man, that woman, trusts and obeys God. In Proverbs 13, verse 12. Hope deferred makes the heart sick, but a desire fulfilled. What got us in trouble? Our desires. What gets us pointed back in the direction of life? Desire for our Creator and His will more than anything else. Finally, Proverbs 15, verse 4. A gentle tongue. You might have in your Bible a, a, a little footnote that shows you literally what he's saying in Hebrew is a, a healing tongue. What will you use your tongue for this week? There are plenty of people throughout this world that will use their tongue to lie and deceive and cheat. Steal. There are plenty of people who will use their God-given tongues to complain and moan and spout all sorts of bitterness and contention and rivalry and conceit. There are plenty of people who will use their tongues to tear down. God says, you trust and obey me. You lean not on your own understanding. Even what comes out of your mouth is a kind of first fruits of the tree of life. Remember what was lost, trust, God says, what is not lost forever. Trust me, and I'll give you the wisdom to get there. If you see the trees, you're well on your way to understanding what the Bible is all about. And so we're going to stand and sing a very simple song revolving around a very simple word. We read it, we heard it multiple times in Revelation 22. Come. God knows exactly who you are, exactly what I've done. And not to any one of us will He ever say, you know what, not you. But you do have to trust. Trust enough to come. Trust enough to obey. Even a sinner, especially a sinner, Would you look past the best that this world has to offer this week? And would you look to the best that we can possibly imagine, made possible by the blood of God's own Son? If we can help you in coming to Him, if we can help you in being reconciled to God so that this isn't just a revelation but an invitation that you are clinging on to and making your own. We would love to help you. If you'd just let us know how we can help by coming to the front while we stand and sing together.